Welcome to the Movie Talk Podcast. Thank you for tuning back in if you are a returning listener. This is kind of late because we just started this, but we're going to be talking about doing a kind of a double review of Soul and Wonder Woman 1984. We're going to start with Soul. Do you want to go ahead, Chris, and talk about the general details of it? Um, so as y'all probably know, on Christmas, a movie called Soul came out. It's a Disney Pixar movie. So just to start off, I thought the animations were incredible. Some of those city scenes, the video quality, like the Christmas and the details especially, oh, yeah. it was it blew me away. The scenery, like it looks so real. And I think that's Pixar cons- is constantly upping themselves. Every movie in the animation gets better and better the real world cities and the streets and then the ethereal realm with all these weird shaped terries i think they were called or were they the jerry's i can't remember there was one terry and they were all jerry's i think they were all the weird like experimental animation style i think it was just beautiful looking also the animation of the main character joe playing on the piano it matched really well and it really looked like it was somebody playing the piano. It didn't look animated. It looked like how playing a piano actually looks. Yeah, that was also a big thing that I noticed. So one of the main things of the movie is the animations because like that, we were in the year 2020. So, you know, technology gets better, animations get better. Talking about the movie itself. So it gave me that inside out kind of vibe. I get mm-hmm. it because like it's the same creators. I gotta say, I like I liked inside out better, but that was because so... I thought the beginning was kind of slow, to be honest. When he died, that was unexpected, or almost died, that was unexpected. He went into that like realm, he went into the mind. I thought that part was kind of slowish. My favorite part, the movie really started picking up when he turned into a cat. That was <laughs> for me, that was when the that was when I was like, ooh, what's happening now? Like I'm interested, you know? Like I yeah. want to see this. The voices from the cat was really funny. The voice work was great. Jamie Foxx, I think, was Joe Gardner and then Tina Fey. They were both good. Yeah, oh, the voices were great. Good humor throughout the whole thing. Kids can enjoy it, but it is very existential. And it is not really as, like, a lot of the DreamWorks, all the pics, all the animated movies a lot of them are very like little kid humor and a lot of kids i've heard have been very bored watching this and i can understand why it's very grown up in its themes and that theme of like reaching your goal and then getting your goal and then not feeling fulfilled like i thought i would feel great i did my goal but now feeling like what do i do now that's completely new and something that hasn't really been explored before in movies and in animated movies yeah now that you say that i think that is i think that is a really good point that you make Kids might be kind of bored a little bit because it's also for a little kid, it might not be as easy to follow like mm-hmm. what's happening, why it, why it's happening. Because it it does go back and forth like a lot. And then and overall, didn't... it's not like dead funny, you know, right. it's like some other stuff too. I will say um, it wasn't as emotionally moving as some other Pixar films. I think it still had that impact. I wanted to shout out the the score by Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor, who did the music for The Social Network. It was just something completely new, and it was really good. Like, when they entered the, the otherworldly realm, the place before birth, um, the score was so experimental and interesting, and I thought it worked really well. The, the jazz music was actually composed by John Batiste, who they hired to do this, and I think he did a great job, too. I think, overall, it was really good, like... All the parts of the acting, animation, music, story, script. And I think this movie should be nominated, at least nominated, for Best Movie of the Year. So the whole idea of it was, it was really creative. First of all, like one of the biggest questions, right? Like, where do you go when you die? Like, where is your soul like before you're born? So mm-hmm. I thought that it was, it was a really creative way to portray that. 
And then mm-hmm. they also included that whole part with like with the music teacher and his goal. So that's always like you put you put a human in it, like a relatable situation. So I thought that was good. But I liked I liked the city parts when he was like in the city figuring out what he was gonna do, scrambling around. That was the Your best highlight. part. I, I didn't really like that whole like spiritual part that much. Really? Like I feel like overall, overall soul, it, it was a good movie, but it wouldn't be like a movie that I'd want to watch like over and over again like mm-hmm. years from now. I think that's true. I think there's lots of movies where it's like, I respect this movie. This is a really good movie, but I never need to see this again. Or I respect this movie. I really enjoy this movie, but this is not something I'm going to be rewatching anytime soon. Yeah. Like it just, it doesn't get me like excited to see it again. You know what I mean? Or like, it doesn't get me like excited to see a soul number two, for example. Mm -hmm. In summary, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good and I would give it a 10 out of 10. Okay. So you kind of just heard my thoughts. I mean, overall, that was a good movie. Personally, I didn't like love, love it that much, but Mm. you know, I liked it. It was it was interesting. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. And so for that, I'll go with a 6 out of 10. So now we're going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. One of my favorite scenes in that entire movie was actually the beginning. Oh, the, the mascara scene. Yes. That that was amazing. Like it. So first of all, the scenery was just beautiful. I mean, the water, the mountains, the trees, they had everything. And it was just so colorful. Second thing I want to mention, those stunts pulled off by kid Wonder Woman were incredible they did yes yeah she was going to win the race and she was like just that physical strength Mm -hmm. but also like the mental part of it too because she she did like smart things like she was not following the same path Mm -hmm. as the others and so i think like she played smarter than them that was just really good um so that stood out i think for me That really stood out. That opening sequence, I think, in my opinion, was the best part of the movie. I also really enjoyed the chemistry between, I think, Chris Pine's Steve Trevor is a just a fun character to watch and just a like a funny, like sweet character. And I think the chemistry between that character, Steve Trevor and Gal Gadot's uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Diana Prince, was really good. I think their relationship is good. I really enjoyed Hans Zimmer's score. I enjoyed the score, especially when... I heard, I think some people were upset because this, the song that played when Wonder Woman was like swinging on the lightning, like flying through the air. Some people heard that that was a song Hans Zimmer reused or it was a it was a temp song they left in, which means usually they always put temporary music over a movie and then replace it with the real score. But apparently they put that as a temporary music and they decided just to leave it in. I really enjoyed it. I didn't recognize it from anything else. I didn't really enjoy the buildup, but when they were in the air in the invisible jet with the fireworks exploding all around them. That was pretty visually cool. Um, So I think the romance, I mean, kind of romance, I thought that was good. Um, They definitely had their um, good moments. It was satisfying for the viewer. Although going on with the whole romance part, I feel like Wonder Woman herself didn't quite get a happy ending. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that too, to me as a viewer, it's not as satisfying as it would have been. Because, you know, she, she gets to stay with him for like a little bit um but then he has to leave again and for obvious reasons like he, he doesn't belong in that time zone i i just felt like she didn't really get her happy ending mm-hmm. and then going on about scenes that i liked i really liked that chase with the tanks and them running after the cars i thought that was so cool and she definitely like demonstrated her strength i mean she was just like jogging along with like full speed cars mm-hmm. that was amazing i agree and i think 
There's one other positive I can think of right now, which is Pedro Pascal's performance as Maxwell Lord. I don't think the character was necessarily the best written character, but I think he took the material and he really elevated it, which is what a good actor is supposed to do. And I think he was fully committed. He was cheesy, but he was supposed to be cheesy. He um, did a great job and totally chewed up scenery. Yeah, overall, I didn't really like the main villain that much, to be honest. I mean... Are you considering him the main villain or Cheetah? Pretty much him. He caused all that. I mean, Mm. he's just like, he's just a greedy guy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's not a convincing, like, supervillain that should be in a superhero movie, I feel like. That was one of my main complaints about it. I agree that he was very, very poorly written and his motivations didn't make much sense. I think he was acted well, but I do not think, I think... He was just not very well written. And since we've already transitioned, do you want to just go into dive into like the negative stuff now? Okay, sure. So I so about the ending, I feel like Max Lord, he was dumb in the way that he didn't realize that what he was doing was wrong. Like you're literally wishing to be a wish stone. Like what you're gonna you're gonna become like a genie or something. And then you want like every single person in the world to make you make their wish come true. Like he's like literally dying from that like so i thought he was just really not smart and then i thought that because he was so greedy and i guess he wasn't like evil evil but he was kind of sinister mm-hmm. i feel like he didn't he didn't get what he deserved i feel like he should he should have at least gotten hurt at the end somebody should have killed him at the end or he should have suffered in some way because to be honest he got a happy ending he did get a happy ending and i think they were doing their best to give him an arc and make him a compelling villain but i think it just fell flat a little bit like you didn't really feel it like i think they wanted it him to be written in a way so that when he reunited with his son you're like oh yeah he's redeemed good for him like you feel good for him but i don't think i think that completely did not work that that did not that is not how i felt at all yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so for me i think all my problems not all but a majority of my problems with this movie stem from the script i think it was just very 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 poorly written there are so many logic issues so many plot holes the entire plot is just not well written i think the presence of the two villains was too much so there wasn't enough time with either of them to develop either of them i just think i just think it was really really poorly written simple things like steve trevor a world war one pilot finding an, a random plane completely ready to fly in the Smithsonian. Then he goes, he's in the air, and Wonder Woman's like, oh, I, I learned this trick. I could, I could make things invisible out of nowhere. Then she makes it invisible. It's ridiculous. And just like the whole thing with everybody in the world has to renounce their wish to make this work, that doesn't make any sense because you really think, first of all, there's going to be contradicting wishes. What if someone wishes, like someone wishes... Someone's crazy and they wish for the whole world to die. Someone wishes, I want world peace. What if someone wishes, I want my dead dad back? And then they hear Diana going, you have to renounce your wish. You really think that person's going to renounce their wish? People who like parents, parents who have terminally ill kids, like parents who have kids who are sick, if they wish, oh, I wish my kid was healed. I wish my kid was better. I wish I could have my kid back. I wish whatever, fixing their lives. I really, And then they're told by this random lady on the TV, to renounce their wish when they just suddenly see their kid alive, I really don't think it makes any sense. And I don't think nearly anyone would. I think a lot of people will, but I think a lot of people won't renounce their wish. Yeah, so realistically speaking, I do agree with you because there are some people in this world who, like the fate of the world could be in their hands and they would not renounce their wish. Mm -hmm. However, 
with the way that the story was going and with the plot that they had, I really don't think DC could have come up with any like other ending mm-hmm. when so when everybody gets to make a wish, I really don't think after after that point, I really don't think they could have come up with a different ending that could still make it like somewhat happy at the end. And I think you're right. And I think that's, again, script, they broke themselves into a corner with this wishing stone. Because I think the purpose of this movie, they wanted Steve Trevor back because he's the best actor of the crew and he's just such a good character. They wanted to bring him back. So they thought, ooh, what about a wishing stone from this random comic? They brought back the wishing stone and then formulated the whole plot around that and they just wrote themselves into a corner. So it just, there were so many logic issues and it just didn't match it. And then this doesn't fit in with the rest of the DC movies too. Because at this point, Bruce Wayne is a kid. And if Bruce Wayne suddenly sees on his TV, make a wish, Bruce Wayne's going to be wishing, I want my parents back. And then none of this is mentioned in any of the other movies. Plus in Batman versus Superman, I believe, Wonder Woman says, I've been hiding out from humans for, I can't remember the number, but for like thousands of years or hundreds of years, I've been hiding out from humankind for hundreds of years. And here she is in this movie, like saving people in a mall where people can clearly see her and she's not hiding out. Yeah, I think the mall scene, that wasn't like a big fight. I don't think that was meant to really be a big fight scene. That was kind of her just showing off because that's light work for her. The mall scene, I mean, I guess some people, some people could see it as cool. Like, oh, she's doing good for the city, I guess. Yeah, um, I had no problem thought, with the action, but just continue, sorry. Yeah, I thought, so with the action scenes, mm-hmm. so her fight against the cheetah, I felt like she should have just crushed the cheetah. Because <laughs> she's, to be honest, she's way too strong for that woman. You know, like, I get that she has super speed or super strength or whatever, but like, to Wonder Woman compared to like what she was doing compared to what she was doing like during the chase or like scenes in the first movie like forget about it and then Mm -hmm. when Wonder Woman got the cheetah into the water and electrocuted she should have been dead like let's be honest you're right if if like a power line falls into like a little pool of water like you're you're dead Uh, uh, yeah cats, cats don't deal with water very well as we all know so I feel like that part of it was not that realistic and not really a problem that I have but another kind of thing I want to say is the flying part at the end looked too much like Supergirl really like, not, it, it was too seen. super it was too super super girly kind of like I thought flying the flying part was just didn't match because she never flew in any of the laters movies whatever I can forgive that if they really want to make her fly and it breaks canon or whatever it's fine. I just think it was poorly written. I think Cheetah had a, a potential to be a really good character. I think she dis- wasn't given enough time. They didn't develop her enough. And then I think at the end, the visual effects were pretty bad. And it was the, that battle in the at the wherever it was, Cheetah versus Wonder Woman. A trick of visual effects is to do them in the dark. So it's harder to tell when visual effects are bad. And um, for me, it just really stood out how bad the visual effects were. And I had this problem with the first one too. I don't know what it is, but it really stands out to me. Yeah. Also, a thought that I'm having now, that golden armor was supposed to be passed down for generations, and that was supposed to like protect the best fighter from like all the evil <laughs> all doers the in the world. All the mankind in the world like swarming around her, and they couldn't even penetrate the armor at and all. Then and then Cheetah rips like, it one, up. And then one Cheetah, one Cheetah just completely shreds it like toilet paper. That was yeah. not very realistic. It's just how they can think about it. Yeah. There's just a million little problems. And I um, and then the last thing I'm going to say, because I know this is kind of an unpopular opinion, 
but I don't think that Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman, she's not a good actress. I really don't think she, I think she can't act, but I will say, I think she has improved and she's getting better with each movie I see her in. She gets better and better. So this is the best movie I've seen her acting. This is the best acting I've seen from her, but it's still not up to par. It's clearly Chris Pine, Steve I, Trevor, who elevates I kinda, her. And, I kind of liked her as Wonder Woman. Like, I think I she's she good. did a decent job. I think she's good as a Wonder Woman, but there were moments I was like, oh, that's some not good acting. And I think Steve Trevor is really good. Chris Pine is really good with everyone that he ele- elevates everyone around him. All right. So moving on to scores out of 10. Jake, what are, what's your score for this movie? I sound really negative and I am really negative on it, but I'm not going to like give it a three out of 10. I didn't hate it. It was entertaining. So I'll probably give it a, oh, a five... Point five or a five out of ten, probably. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm kind of thinking about what you're. I'm kind of thinking like what you're thinking. It was entertaining. The scenes were cool. The fight scenes were exciting. So that's like obviously that's like a big part of what makes the movie like a good movie. Mm-hmm. What makes it interesting for the viewer. However, with so many like unrealistic things in the plot. With the ending, the ending that I didn't like, and the ending to a movie is like a big part of the movie, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just those little things just drag the score. I'm gonna go with the 5.5 on so. Okay. All right. So hopefully you found that interesting, and I hope you had a Merry Christmas. That was a little while ago. So yeah, thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. As always, if you have any comments or things that you want to say, or if you want to like interact with us, make sure to leave us a comment. You can go to the YouTube channel. It's the same name as the podcast. Um, So you can leave us a comment there and we'll respond to you. You can leave a voicemail. So yeah, we're always open to suggestions. Um, Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, whatever, whatever you want, whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, we hope to see you all back next time.